2: Hosters and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks the 2nd of July of the year 2020, the 184th day of this leap year just past the halfway mark. On this date in history, in 1505, after an encounter with a violent thunderstorm, Martin Luther declared that he would become a monk, leading to a lifetime of weather-based job choices, as when after a sunny day he decided to be a plumber. After an unseasonably early snowfall, he became a horse doctor and when it was foggy, he decided to be a wizard. On this date in 1787, the Marquis de Sade shouted from the Bastille that prisoners were being slaughtered and not in a sexy way, precipitating the storming of the Bastille. Your guest today on the podcast is entitled dilettante and pointlessly wealthy heiress, Aditi Mittal. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Alice. I do this for free. (laughs) Coming up today, we'll be talking all the latest in the celebrity fight against poverty news, a fight that you were at the forefront of, Aditi, or certainly against your own poverty. But first, some headlines of stories that we won't have time for. In the news today, a new union of zoo animals has formed after months in lockdown have resulted in a complete lack of zoo attendance. The Union of Zoo Animals hopes to capitalize on the recent experience of two Hong Kong pandas, Yingying and Lili, who finally made love after years of zero privacy to argue for humans to be shut out of zoos permanently and instead just asked to pay £50 for an immersive David Attenborough documentary and the piped-in smell of manure and $10 hot chips. Humans have yet to reply to the proposal. Meanwhile in America, Donald Trump has targeted foreign workers with his new visa freeze. High-skilled tech workers, non-agricultural seasonal helpers, au pairs and top executives will be affected. The White House has said that the move will create jobs for Americans that are hurting economically due to the pandemic, though Hollywood will still be shipping in Australians to play all the manly men on film, because American masculinity is a two-dimensional parody made up of meaningless catchphrases and a complete lack of ability to enact selfhood. And that's all the time we have for your news for today because now it's time for your ads. It's time for your ad section now because kindness, empathy and education are hard and we might as well create an alternative system of value to distract us from our central duties to one another. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Competitive Board Games. If you've ever liked your family and friends, Try a board game. It'll bring out the worst qualities of your most loved until you can't remember why you're not literally murdering them right now. Board games for when you'd rather be homicidal than bored. Are you online? Are you full of rage? Are the unprecedented hours of spare time that you've found with the lockdown economy resulting only in deep dives into the worst corners of the internet rather than the self-improvement projects you tried so hard to sign up for? Calm yourself with half a glass of water. Don't drink it in a performative way, just drink it. Not like a president, not to prove a point, not to demonstrate your superiority. Just have half a glass of water. It's about enough to refresh you without being so much that it becomes political. Half a glass of water spoken by Alice Fraser for the How Have We Come to This Foundation.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: And that's your ad section for today. The last post. Now it's time for your top story. Top story this week celebrity fight against poverty news. Aditi Mittal, you are our fighty celebrity. Tell us what's happening in the world of celebrities fighting against poverty right now.
0: Alice, did you know that right now is one of the best times in the history of the world to be poor? Because the poor today (laughs) are living with millions of less afflictions, situations, pains, and sorrows than the poor before. Earlier, you would die of the plague in one shot. Now you can spend your whole life plagued by various little debts. But why is it the best time in history to be poor right now? Because right now is also that time in history when celebrities are at their most generousest. Now, I mean, contrary to what you say, and uh, keeping in mind my immense modesty, I am neither a celebrity, Nor am I charitable for the simple reason that as J.D. Rockefeller said, charity is injurious unless it helps the recipient to become independent of it. And from what I've seen (laughs) in my 34 years, it's going to be a long time before we as a race become independent of charity. So in my generosity, I refrain from adding to the problem by doing none. My biggest (laughs) contribution has been to not contribute. Since today is the anniversary of the time when Bob Geldof raised $127 million for African Aid. I just want to reflect on it because $127 million is a lot in any African currency in 1987. And as we know, those concerts ended poverty till they had to reintroduce (laughs) poverty back into the African subcontinent for whenever you two released an album and needed to guilt trip you into buying it. But look, we all love celebrity charity. It always makes me emotional to imagine that the $100 bill that you're getting for your family's monthly rations was once used to transfer cocaine from the tabletop to the nasal passages of Dane Cook. But as a celebrity, I've realised there are a few ideal times to start doing charity. 1. Just before the woman who you asked to blow you so you could give her a promotion files that case of discrimination and sexual harassment against you. 2. After you've been discovered soliciting minors for sex on Twitter and Snapchat DM while you're on tour. And 3. During the trial of the drunk driving accident, you got into where you, yikes, killed three people. Yikes. The kind of redemption you seek is usually in proportion to the size of your donations. The catch now is that whenever you see a celebrity suddenly doing charity, you should ask, Okay, so what's it that you're looking to whitewash with this contribution? As they say, ask not what you can do for charity, but what charity can do for you.
2: Well, certainly in the comedy industry for women, uh, they say, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Uh, which is good, it's a good saying, that's good advice. Except my problem is that this kitchen is full of penises and I'm here to cook or eat, but the penises are very distracting and nobody's talking about them. Do I just cook like there aren't all penises everywhere? Is everyone seeing these penises? I'm not quite sure how to react. To penis kitchen. <laughs> why is the kitchen full of penises, Aditi? <laughs> it's
0: why there are the knives and the fire around, Alice. It's why we're, we have access to those. Putting the cock into cooking. <laughs> Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter and maintainer of facial hair that makes him look like a character actor from an off-Broadway Shakespeare production, and the reason (laughs) my thumbs have panic attacks every time they hit the home button on my phone, has donated $1,000 million to COVID. I'm not an economist, but $1,000 million should technically be able to eliminate global poverty and cure COVID. Now, the money has been donated to an organization called Project 100, which has also received donations from Bill Gates, Sundar Pichai and Mackenzie Bezos and several others who have no business being as rich as they are. Project 100 is named after the percentage of taxes that these people will save on their donations. At this point, (laughs) Project 100 has more money in it than all the offshore accounts in Cayman Islands combined. The only difference is when you send money to the Cayman Islands, you're a tax-avoiding criminal. And if you send money to Project 100, you're a tax-avoiding philanthropist. Now, maybe (laughs) if the richest in society paid their taxes in par with their income, we wouldn't have such massive gaps in our public resources to need charity from them? (laughs) What do I know? Let's, (laughs) Let's all agree that there's no worldwide calamity small enough for the rich to save money on taxes. Even celebrities know, what poor people know, that the best charity begins at home. And why shouldn't it begin at home for celebrities too? Public health and safety are goods that should be provided democratically instead of being controlled by the whims of the rich. Catering to Bill Gates' ideas is not going to be useful in the long run when we should be working towards making a long-term and equal healthcare access system. When God closes one door, we call up gates instead of checking if the window is open. Because celebrities doing charity is like your pet cat bringing you a bird and lying it at your feet like a gift. Where you're like, wow, this is so sweet. But holy shit, did you just maul a tiny bird to death? But what do you want, Aditi? If they can't buy redemption and they can't buy goodwill and brand recognition, then why should they do charity in the first place? I don't know. I guess for doing charity... There's a saying in the Bible that when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, which is why celebrities make sure that it goes straight to the ears and the eyes of
2: the public. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's all the time we have for your top story right now because now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. Remember, you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at thelastpostatsomethingelse.com. Dear Alice and guest... That's you today, Aditi. Ching! In your opinion, how long will it be before Biden drops out of the democratic race and cedes to Bob the Sentient Trash Island, who is clearly the more relatable candidate? Good luck to you, Christopher. Kind regards, Louis. Uh, Louis, thank you so much for your letter. Look... I think it would be a lovely thing if Biden dropped out of the race and left the field to Bob the Sentient Trash Island. I personally agree with his policies more or its policies. I'm still not sure what Bob the Sentient Trash Island's pronouns are. But look, if the candidate that I agreed with more always won, then we wouldn't be in the situation in the world that we are with now. We just have been constantly electing Benjamin Disraeli to the highest office in every land. <laughs> Thank you for your letter, Louis. Remember, you too can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at the last post at thelastpostatsomethingelse.com. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. You can go back into the feed to find previous Aditi Mittal episodes or you can find Aditi online at these places. Aditi, have you got anything to plug? Yes, please. Find me on Instagram
0: at A-D-D-Y-M-I-T-Z-Y and find me on Twitter at A-W-R-Y-A-D-I-T-I.
2: Uh, DT. the last post is a something else Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser find me online at, at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram that's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E I'm doing a show three times a week on Instagram at 8.30pm Australian time 11.30am UK time uh, ridiculous o'clock in the morning on, in US time so don't even bother or you can commit to the full Alice Fraser experience by signing up on patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for a behind the scenes look at my glamorous life the executive producer of this podcast is christopher d skinner his adoring and bedazzled subordinate producers are harriet wells and ped hunter as they and we always say good luck to you christopher and i'll talk to you again tomorrow